This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hi, and welcome to Managing Mayhem, a workplace podcast released every two weeks. Each episode, we cover a new topic for HR, managers, and employees to navigate the daily workforce mayhem. I'm Jeff. I'm Patty. And I'm Jack. And I want to know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about the personal overshare, when the job candidate overshares or volunteers personal information during the interview and how you handle it. It can be really awkward. Tell me more. I'd be like, well, okay. (laughs) Hey, just FYI, I'm here because my wife has demanded I get out of the house and get a full-time job. (laughs) I'm like, okay, and what's her sign? (laughs) I just asked you why you want the position. You don't have to be that honest. (laughs) Please don't. Stop. Stop right now. Um, You know... I had one where someone said, I really need this job or I have to go back to be a sex worker. And there were like seven people in the interview and they all, it was like silence. I mean, yeah. no one knew what to say. A huh. lot to unpack that you didn't like that job, that now we have the pressure to keep you away from a job you hated. And, Illegal um, activity sure, in most states. Sure, we got some <laughs> questions. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we see here you worked at Chili's too. Okay. Was that simultaneously was that, was that the same with job? Your other? <laughs> Jeff, you had a few that you've been in on. There was one that was a lot of guilt, religious guilt. Yeah, right? yeah. There was one where um, the candidate said, "Well, if you want to get to heaven, you're gonna have to hire me." That's so oh. scary. <laughs> That's terrifying. Right, is that a, why are you threatening me? Are you a non-believer? <laughs> I wonder what the people said back. All dogs go to heaven, but... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. You're hired. Right. I have one where the client... They, the candidate was pretty good. He seemed a little nervous. And then at the very end, he said, Hey, could you guys tell me where the nearest bar is located? And, and I don't know why. They just like, okay. It's like, a sign the interview went really well or really yeah. poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm freaking out inside. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> it's 11 in the morning. I don't think anything's open. <laughs> but I can definitely lead you in the right direction. Oh, right around yeah. the corner. O'Malley's is open early. <laughs> the overshare happens to everybody. But here's the general rule before we get into the overshare, okay. navigating that. The general rule is that you can only ask job-related questions to help determine if the person's qualified for the job or not. You can't ask any questions that would either directly or indirectly force the candidate to reveal that they're in a protected class. That's that's the golden rule, right? Okay. Job-related like can't reveal that they're in a protected class. And we've covered that quite a few times because so hopefully most companies know that you can't ask about age or talk about pregnancy or marital status, medical conditions, and all of that stuff. But right. what do you do when you don't ask <laughs> and <laughs> someone just says it to just you? says, hey, here's some food for thought. That happens a lot. Got some special little stuff I want to tell you about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound cynical here, but I think that some candidates do that so that they have some claim against you if you don't hire them that they purposely maybe that's a cynical employment oh. lawyer others are just they just can't help themselves they just overshare right. i mean so. i think i think we've all done it i've done it in interviews before where i'm like you're just talking right you're nervous yeah 
I'm like, I have kind of a concerning mole <laughs> on my thigh. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so th- we have a couple common situations we're gonna walk through. Here's the first one, okay. Jack. You're in the interview. I'm the, the interviewer. You're yes. the interviewer. The okay. candidate's just going to volunteer this information. Great. So during the interview, Sean volunteers that they must serve six weeks a year in the National Guard. Hmm. Okay. Right, your eyes got pretty big right there. I'll say <laughs> that's, that's a lot of time away, John. <laughs> that's a lot of time that you can't be working. We don't have a lot of staff. That seems like it would be hard. I'd say that's hard. That's a lot. That's a, hard, that's a tough one. I say, Sean, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> Sean. I'm really uh, in a pickle now because now I don't have an employee for six months or six weeks. Military status is a protected class, right? And so oh. and they're volunteering it. And so it, you got to say, okay, oh. well, thank you for your service or something along those lines, recognizing it. But it's a protected leave that you're going to have to give them no matter what. And so oh. you can tell them it's not relevant to the job decision. Okay. Um, and just kind of move on. But Jack, so you're, smart. you're you're telling me what a lot of managers are saying. Yeah. I mean, they're posting a position because they are short-staffed and they need someone. Right. And so then they're in a panic when they're hearing this. Um, right. But it's different so, from someone saying like, hey, Jack, I've got a three-week vacation to Bermuda that I've planned. And right. so I'm going to need that time off. This is different mm-hmm. just because of military leave. Right. So I think it's also smart to even to close it out by saying that while you acknowledge it and then say ultimately it's not relevant to our decision just right. so you can like make sure you make that very clear right um under federal usura law they get up to and I, when i mean they people that are serving in either national guard training armed forces they get up to five years of protected leave so you cannot wow. consider it in the job interview process so again i like the closing it out Jack, I think that's a good yeah. idea. And okay. they may not be the most qualified candidate, but you just can't yeah. use that particular information. So Got it. Okay. Okay, so I failed that one. Okay, I'm going to give you one, Jack. Okay. Molly asks what your parental leave policy is because she says, hey, I'm seven months pregnant, and I'm going to need four months off to bond with my child once the child's born. So aren't you guys going to get sick of each other? <laughs> <laughs> And you'd reach across the table and say, can I feel your belly? <laughs> Seriously. No. Uh, all of that's a no. I mean, I guess I'd say like, wow, congratulations. I hope your child likes you. <laughs> um, but don't tell me that. I would actually, I would have a hard, I think I'd be a really bad boss or a bad interviewer. <laughs> I would I, I'm, I'm realizing that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't you're know. Actually, I think... You're actually what an average reasonable interviewer is. I mean, there's a little bit of awkward panic when these things come right. out. Good to know that awkward panic is a reasonable reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what is the right thing to well, do? Well, I mean, obviously you have to acknowledge it. With all of these, you can acknowledge it. And so, congrats, you know, you can say something along those lines. You know, that's fantastic. Good for you. No. Um <laughs> Good for but, you. <laughs> but I would direct them to HR with any post offer questions related to leave. That's what I would say. I would right. I would punt it to HR. I wouldn't right. guess or overpromise. Be like, absolutely, we can give you as much mm. time as you need. Or don't deny mm. it, saying, "Well, you you won't have FMLA by then." So yeah, sorry. You know, I think I would. I think that's really good about the overpromising because I think that my impulse would be like, "A child is born." 
Take what you need. I would say, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then that person would be like, well, that person said, absolutely. And right. now, no. That's a very yeah. common problem is the managers, first of all, they're desperate to get someone and they want to be right. really nice. So they overpromise. And then we find out later, wow, the company only gives six weeks. But the person comes in and said, yeah, well, Jack promised me four months off. And it really puts the company in a bind. So yeah, mm -hmm. don't overpromise. And obviously, don't consider pregnancy. You, it would yeah, be pregnancy absolutely. discrimination to consider it, you know. And don't consider getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Just that quote out of context is very funny. You know, I have to tell you guys, one client of mine about... 20 years ago, they just kept asking people, you know, are, are you pregnant? I said, that's, you can't ask that. That's, you know, illegal to ask that. So HR called me crying saying, okay, they're now asking if they have ovaries. And they were doctors and they thought <laughs> we're not asking if they're pregnant. Sneaky, sneaky doctors. What's going on with all of your internal organs? <laughs> what is your problem? Still illegal. Yeah, you're actually crossing a lot of borders. So yeah. even more common I see, aside from pregnancy, is the overshare. <laughs> Do about you have coming. testicles? No. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'll is ask it... you back. <laughs> <laughs> so don't cross that line, yeah. buddy. <laughs> you're opening the door. You're opening a really dangerous door. I'm seven months pregnant. And my fuse is about this short, <laughs> so you better back off. Period. Oh, man. Okay. More common is people oversharing about how many kids they have. You know, they want to tell everyone right. how many kids they have, their schedule that they need, you know, whatever. I'm so honest. As soon as someone starts listing that stuff unprompted, I am blacked out of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no interest in that you know i think what you tell them is hey you know we are only looking at your job related qualifications and skills that's right. great you know good for you but yeah. you know all we what we're trying to determine and we're not trying to be insensitive or that we don't care but we're just trying to determine if you can perform this job please stop right. talking because <laughs> so. as soon as someone brings up how many kids they have in their ages and you didn't ask you know the phone's coming out right away <laughs> Yeah, here come the pictures. Some pictures. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> All right. So here's another one, Jack. Here's another one. Not kid related. So so pay attention. <laughs> All right. So Gabriel says that he just wants you to know that he's recovering from back surgery after a dodgeball accident. You must go on a lot of dates. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sorry. You know, you no, dodgeball is a hot adult, sport. Adult dodgeball. No, it's is... amazing. That's you right. Guys were I was obsessed the... with it when you were kids. <laughs> I mean, we did build like an arena in the backyard. Yeah, we were twelve. <laughs> Actually, no. I was like in we high school, not. and then and um... Katie and her boyfriend were. Okay, let's call him out. Robert Hamilton nailed. Didn't he nail someone? He Jack? hit Jack <laughs> from hard. About... 10 feet away and he played college baseball and we were using those rubber balls too like the like the og yeah that was dodgeballs <laughs> it was like that scene in meet the parents when he smashes the volleyball into that woman's face yeah you um, were crying just like i mean I, I was crying just looking at you oh my because god it... <laughs> um i would say i if he said i'd say dodgeball sounds really cool honestly work <laughs> cool <laughs> is it work related if you have a team and you need someone who's gonna really elevate you to the next level that's right you could know? be that could be the the surgery part seems like right like ah 
Oh, what do no. you do with that, Jack? <laughs> he's told you he's had back surgery. I'd say, I'd say, damn, that's hard. Um, do you want to fill out the application now, or do you want to go? He's in the interview, Jack. He's already out. filled out the application. <laughs> Jack's avoiding I'm this. I'm turned around. My head. I'm truly turned around. Okay. Well, it's hard because he's bringing up something medical. Right. It's like you're bringing up something medical, and I then imagine. I start imagining the operating room. I start imagining <laughs> you in the operating room. I just I'm in a different land that's not re really relevant. Right. What employers are getting worried about is, well, this guy's gonna have to lift, and he just had back surgery, or you know, can he do the job? Oh. Right. Or is that gonna impact him? I mean, I know that's what what I would be thinking. Aside from the dodgeball questions, I would have. You, know. you don't imagine the scalpel. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't envision you're... him in a gown where the back is Literally, revealed. I'm gonna be honest. That's all I. My first thought is like the sutures, all of it. Think, and I don't want to think about that. Your construction company, and they're telling you they're recovering from back surgery. You're going to have red flags coming up. Right. I mean, you know, even but if you, you shouldn't, because what if they have really good rehab? <laughs> and they do and they do a good job and they recover well and that's the problem right. right well and this is this is where you have to have one question right <laughs> that you're gonna ask everybody have you had surgery <laughs> <laughs> not that question jack no, what you're gonna ask them is and you're gonna show them the essential job functions the essential job duties and you're gonna say can you perform the essential functions of the job with or without an accommodation that's it. You're going to ask it to everybody. That's it. So much more boring. <laughs> well, but also the, because with or without, whether or not you know they have surgery, that requires them to know where they're at in their recovery. Right. It's, it, it's not anyone, get a third party getting the information and making all these judgments that aren't based in anything. Right. You know, I think one of the biggest problems is people perceive someone as disabled because they hear these words or, you know, I, maybe he had said, I just recovered from back surgery, whatever it is. So all that is relevant is whether they can perform the essential functions yeah. of the job with or without accommodation. And anything else that's going on is illegal. If you're perceiving right. them as disabled and you're disqualifying them because of that. This comes up so much because people either mention a medical procedure, medical something, or they are asking for an accommodation. Mm. So you're going to ask that, can you perform it with or without an accommodation, the essential functions of the job? Great. Or they may say, I need an accommodation. And then you're going to say, okay, thank you, but that's something you'll address with HR. That's post-offer, and that'll be assessed post-offer. Mm -hmm. And so you know, a lot of times that's when you get that volunteered information. It's like they want either want the accommodation or they want you to be aware, and that's why you ask those, that main question, can right. you do the job right. with or without accommodation? If they say they can't do the job even with an accommodation, then they're not qualified to do the job. So you can stop the interview there. Right. Um, but just because they said something relating to medical does not open the door to deep dive into it, to talk about it, talk no about the recovery. Really. No right. conversation, really. No You're not yeah. supposed to, you're not like, well, they, they said, you know, they were in an accident. I just want to know what happened, how the no. recovery's going. No, you no. got to leave it and don't touch it. Yeah, that's where you gotta you gotta be in the professional setting and say, "Great, this as much as I want to make this person feel understood, this actually is not the place or the time." Right, and, and I think you can be sensitive, saying, "Hey, I don't want you to think I'm insensitive," but all that that really we're going to consider is whether you can perform the essential functions of the job right. with or without yep. accommodation. Okay, so Jack, we're gonna give you one more. I really don't want another one. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah said, "I have anxiety," so she's during in the interview. Okay, and she says, so I have some anxiety. I need to bring a little wine to work. So do you guys have a problem with that? 
no, Hannah, you can't do that. <laughs> if I can't do it, you can't. Right. No, I would say, yeah, you can't have alcohol at work, I think. I mean, like, that just seems like, no. Right. Did you say no? Yeah. You yeah, know, I mean, to it's... me, there's a lot of panic that goes on when people hear questions. So just rely on your policy. You have a drug and alcohol policy. You know that you can't bring alcohol or drink alcohol at work. Say, you know, I'm sorry, we have a drug and alcohol policy. And you can't do that. You know, you have yeah. to wait till you get home. So Yeah, that's right. So I, I got that one. Right. I got that one right. Yay, you got one. (laughs) (laughs) Said no and do it at home, Hannah. So this can be really complicated. What are some takeaways that uh, interviewers can use? So the first one is you can't ask any questions that are designed to have them disclose that they're in a protected class. But then the second one is just because they volunteer it and they blurt out something it doesn't make a fair game for you to just dive in into the realm and meet them there like yeah i think it's really important to not just ignore it and just like go blank and move on to the next question i think you have to say something like oh either congrats or thank you for your service like we talked about or i just want you to know i'm not being insensitive but we don't include medical information in discussions care we don't care about this don't care about me (laughs) um but tell them it's not relevant to the job interview and as long as they can perform the job that's what you're looking for and then when they're requesting things like a leave of absence or time off you know, really punt it to HR and say, hey, if you get a job offer, that's something you could take up with HR and ask them and they'll be happy to answer your questions because most managers are not experts in what experts in what all the leave laws are. And so uh, don't go there. Just punt it to HR. I don't envy anybody in the interviewer position because when you have someone sitting across from you telling you all their stuff, I just want to know. I just want to help out and I want to know more and I just don't think I should be put in that position. So I learned a lot about that today. You could be a counselor, but not yeah. an interviewer. I could be a nice friend. <laughs> right. A good um, friend. Phone a friend. But just um, don't bring it to the interview. <laughs> no. Okay. So Halloween is coming up. Yeah. Obviously. Halloween's upon us. And we have our little spooky survey of all of the worst Costumes at the office, worst cubicle decorations, weirdest snacks, worst party games, and also on the flip side, the best, because it's nice to keep things positive. Um, so if you want to fill that out, there's a link in in the bio. Okay. Yeah, link in the bio. And uh, yeah, share with us what, what you've seen, the horrors of Halloween in your <laughs> office. We want to know. Right. That's so. right. And, and Jack, can you sing a little for us at the end here? Because you're still on your run. Can you give us anything? Some people ask me if I could bootleg a recording. I have to save the gift. I have to save you the have gift. bootlegged a recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not- <laughs> call, call the cops. Okay. The Sherm Activity Code for today is 24K9S, as in Sam, E-C, 24K9. S-E-C. That sounds like a police. <laughs> it does, yeah. And a dog also. It's a college conference canine crossover. Canine S-E-C. <laughs> Hope you guys what? have a main free- <laughs> What? I have no idea what Jeff's saying. <laughs> so, okay. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your 
judgment or you're not your mom. 